Hello, fellow cinephiles. My name's Ben, and this is the Real Movies Podcast. We are back again. Ben, Dan, and Frankie. Hello. Coming to you from the turtle from the turtle show. Yep. Another edition of the Real Movies Podcast. Hey, we're back. It's been a couple of weeks, I think. For me, it has anyway. Who knows anymore? <laughs> I really don't know. We're all running together. Uh, last time I left you guys, I think you are on your way to go see Suicide Squad. We were. Um, we, we talked a lot about it on uh, oh, yeah. Limited Addiction. Yeah. We did. So the, the most recent episode of Limited Addiction has all of their thoughts about Suicide Squad, and unfortunately I couldn't be there to weigh I in. I can't believe it's still making money. Yeah? Yeah. It's, it's killing it. Like, but, after everything we said, people are still seeing that movie. Listen, it's a fine... It's like they don't value our opinion. It's I not think we great. we tell people to go see it. It's not great. It's not terrible. It's fine. And that's where it's at. People go... It's a movie with shiny things. It's true. It's all, it's all you need anymore. I saw something... Uh, was it on IndieWire? I think it was on IndieWire. Um, either there or the AV Club, and it was like, which movie is going to be the next movie to gross $2 billion? It was running through like all of these... You know, big blockbuster movies that are coming out between, I guess, it was like the end of June this year and then I think through next summer. And, um, Suicide Squad was on there. And I was just like, laugh to myself. I mean, if they're talking like overall, I think you could do it. Cause I mean, it's already done what? A couple mil? It'll, what's coming out that'll kill it soon? Star Wars? Yeah. But there's Doctor Strange is coming. Yeah. But the Harry Potter prequel-ish thing. I think you'll get at least 75% of what it made box office on DVD and Blu-ray sales. Could though. be. Yeah. I think they're talking like $2 billion at the box office, though. Oh, wow. wow. Like, what's, it, what's it at right now? 30 mil? Yeah, something that's terrible. Ben-Hur? Um, yeah. Which I, I, did, I didn't even bother with Ben-Hur. It has uh, your name in it. I know. I, but it's funny because, Frankie, I saw you at Walmart yeah, about a what? week, a week or so ago. He's hanging out without me. Yeah, I'm trying to stay away from people, and I run into him. <laughs> <laughs> but, I almost didn't say hi to you. I'm like, I don't want to talk to people. Oh, come on! But uh, we ran into each other in none other than the uh, the the bargain Blu-ray section. Yeah, at Walmart. As and, you do. Uh, yes, and um, I found like I was looking around at everything that they had at Walmart, and I found a 50th anniversary. Uh, restoration of Ben Hur, like the original Ben Hur. Charlton Heston? On, on Blu-ray, yeah, with Charlton Heston. And I bought it purely out of spite for the new movie. <laughs> like, I think the movie was coming out in like, this was, it, it was like, I guess it was coming out in three days. And I was like, oh, this movie's only like eight bucks. I need to get it. <laughs> so, so you didn't watch it at all? No. Oh. I didn't I just watch like, it. I, I saw that trailer and I watched the trailer when it came out a few months ago and I realized how god awful it looked. And it just upset me so much that they were going to make, that they were had the audacity to remake a classic like Ben Hur. They're going to remake everything. Um, but what I've heard, honestly, like I've heard it's not good, but I've yeah. heard it's like not as unwatchable as it first seemed. That's what I was. A lot of people that have seen it uh, said like, I mean, it's just another kind of stupid CGI action movie. It's serviceable, but it's not. Yeah, know. I've never seen the original Ben Hur. It was like on. I watched the ending of it. Once. It's like three and a half hours. I haven't had a chance to get through the <laughs> to get through it yet. Yeah, 
Um, but it's just one of those ones I figured would be good. But the original didn't have Morgan Freeman. Correct. Morgan Freeman and Dreadlocks. Yeah, that's weird. Um, I don't think anyone saw that movie. How did it do in the box office? What? Ben-Hur. The new Ben-Hur? Terrible. Okay. Either talking about how it's like probably going to be the biggest flop of the summer. Oh, it's good. Um, which is saying something because this year has been It's been bad. a terrible year. Um, which kind of leads us into another topic. Frankie, you mentioned um, on one of the limited addiction episodes that... Um, yeah, I was reading some interesting article. I'm like, oh, I wish Ben was here so we could talk about this. Um, but basically the article was saying that 20 years ago, uh, domestically, that's what movie companies wanted. 80% of their gross came from America and yeah. then 20% like, oh, whatever. But that's shifted now Here we bit, are, yeah. to where it's basically 80% worldwide, 20 They don't care so much about America. So that's why movies are the way they are right now. Very flashy, but then mm-hmm. when you get home, like, what was that movie about? There's no substance to right. anything because it's easy. There's a lot of nuances with Americans that doesn't translate. So they try and make this make movies as cookie cutter yeah. but cool looking as possible. So you have like Transformers and Yeah. Well that's the that's the thing with those too is like China is the biggest uh yeah the next biggest box office spender. China and after Russia. the United States, yeah. Um so the movies that really appeal to China are like the Pacific Rims of the mm-hmm. world and the Transformers and like the the big monsters versus, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um and like um, Avengers to a certain extent too. That's why, honestly, like if you listen to Joss, Joss Whedon, some of the stuff Joss Whedon said about Age of Ultron and in his commentary on the Blu-ray, he met, he touches on this too. Like they intentionally expanded like the shooting locations and all that. They went out, they, they yeah. made it, he made a story that took place in different spots around the world. So literally only so it would appeal to an international audience. Yeah. And you had the addition of, um, in, Asian cast member, um, in Age of Ultron. In Age of Ultron, the girl who was the doctor. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. And in Iron Man three, they in an Iron Man three. Yeah, I mean, great. She had a great role in yeah. in Age of Ultron. I thought, um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's all it is. Honestly, it's solely to sell Chinese tickets. Yeah, which is kind of I don't know. That's the way of the world, but it also kind of makes, but once arguably an inferior product. Yeah. Well, it makes a product that isn't 100% tailored towards us. Yeah, it's in English, so we're not going to get a dubbed or, or subtitle it's exactly version. that. It's a product. Yeah, it's a it's product. It's not really a piece of uh, you know, cinematic art anymore. It's become a commodity. Yeah. And I know once you kind of realize that, it does change everything. And I'm, I, That's why I want to talk to you. That's what you do is you review movies. You had to have known this. Mm. I'm, me as just kind of a casual fan, <laughs> like, oh, okay. That's yeah. why we got an Independence Day remake. Right. Or it's not a remake, sequel. Right. That I, I had no interest in seeing. Like, why is this being made? But again, uh, it's it, a lot of the big movies sell in, um, in overseas, but at the same time, people in America will go see stuff they're familiar with. Yeah. I mean, we've seen the opening day grosses for stuff like Jurassic World, and uh, it's the biggest opening weekend of all time now. Uh, in the United States, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's why Marvel keeps getting to make these comic book movies. So, I mean, it's just. But I think the studios too are kind of still testing the waters. They they take risks on things like Ghostbusters, which yeah, which then China's like, yeah, we're not playing this. We're not we're not showing this. And then right. it tanks. And the same with Suicide Squad, They're like, yeah, we're not showing this. And it's still it's doing surprisingly well. But <laughs> eventually, we're gonna like I don't know if you've noticed. There are so many big blue in the sky 
New York or insert city. Yeah. Big bosses, just a blue light going into the sky. We got to oh stop God. it. There, every movie's like that. Yeah. And you got to think like, oh, maybe because people in China and Russia, they're like that. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Eventually, um, we're just going to get that movie over and over again. Yeah, it just seems to be the same ending to yeah. every movie anymore. Just uh, make a movie where that's just it. It's just the blue light going into the sky. Uh, yeah. The sequels when they stop it. Exactly. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. Um, but yeah, no, Frankie, you're, you're right, too. Um, it, it really <gasps> is kind of become more of a an assembly line, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's a, there's a team of people that put something they, a tried and true product together and they give it out to the masses and it makes a billion dollars. So that's, so that's why nobody really invests in studios, especially not many of them invest in a, a lot of money in, you know, truly original properties anymore. Yeah. You don't want to take risks on original IP because it's, it could totally fail. But occasionally you get, you know, stuff that, has bona fides with it, like Pacific Rim was a brand new thing nobody knew about, and that yeah, but it did. I don't play remember on... how well it did financially, but and it's getting a sequel. Oh uh, yeah, it's getting a sequel, and people liked it generally. I think yeah. Um, I forgot where I was going with that one. Yeah, it's it, it's original, but it's also like the same kanji monsters, or however you say it. Like Godzilla. Yeah, Mech More Warriors that. versus. <laughs> but Sorry. so the the landscape is what I'm seeing, so we still get cool indie movies that are thought-provoking. I mean, I'm sure... Yes. I, on my list of things to see, there's The Lobster, The uh, Swiss Army Man. Um, shoot, there's other ones. Lights Out. That... No. Uh, <laughs> um, I would speak about some of those indies really quick, because I've had a interesting couple of weeks with uh, some of those. I, I just rented The Lobster. Yeah. Um, How is that? And it, is a, <laughs> it is a very peculiar movie. Okay. It's very, very good. But it's 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 just so strange that I I wasn't really sure what to think about it when I when it was over. It's one of those ones you probably got to watch like three times at gotcha. least. Um, but you know Colin Farrell is incredible. Um, Rachel Weisz is in it. She's really good. John C. Riley has a small <laughs> role. He's pretty funny. Um, and there's a few other uh, names here and there. But um, yeah, the lobster is just kind of a just a really peculiar love story. Um, and I don't know. It's just, it's so weird that I think people need to see it for themselves. I think a lot of people have seen it, but, um, if you haven't, you definitely need to check out that movie. Just quickly, it's the premise is if you have a certain mandate of when you have to fall in love, and if you don't, you have to get, you get turned into an animal. Yeah. So essentially, Colin Farrell joins this, like, commune where, um, at the end of his, you know, prescribed stay of however long, um, he has to choose what type of animal he will become for the rest of his life. If okay. he does, if he doesn't find a, somebody to mate with. Well, so it's like, you've got to find a sexual, like somebody that you can carry out a sexual relationship with by the end of your stay. Otherwise you turn into an animal. Oh, it's very awkward. Yeah. So that that's, happens. that's the premise of the movie. Um, I do that just become an animal. Right. Hmm. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. Yeah, so uh Swiss Army Man I saw a while back. That was another one that was super weird and original, but I thought it was great. Um kind of a, a Robinson Crusoe meets uh Weekend at Bernie's, if you can <laughs> picture that at all. I can. Um So yeah, Paul Dano is great. Daniel Radcliffe is incredible in that movie. Daniel Radcliffe plays a a dead corpse. 
That's arguably people have been saying that his yeah. whole career. I'm kidding. No, he's fine. <laughs> I just, I just, he's fine, actually. I've watched all the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> he's fine. I've really... He's fine. That's funny. You just set it up. I'm like, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> but oddly enough, that's the it's the best performance of his career. So <laughs> figure. who, who would have thought? It's um, not acting if that's what you yeah. are. Um, Sorry, so Daniel, that should be that should be around for rental and, and to buy in stores sometime in the next month, I think. Uh, Captain Fantastic. That's is another the one, one I really want to see. It's it's out in a few theaters around. I think it's playing in like the Esquire and stuff, hmm. and a couple of other smaller theaters. That is my favorite movie this year so far. Oh, Captain man. Fantastic, with Viggo Mortensen. So that one is like he he's raising his kids in the woods, and um, their mom dies, and so like the the movie is them kind of. You know, coming to terms with the fact that their mom's dead and then, um, but it also means they've got to go into the real world for the first time and they've got to meet the extended family. They got to do her funeral and, you know, all the stuff that kind of goes against what the, the Vigo's taught the family their whole lives. So, yeah. um, you know, really, really interesting coming of age, fish out of water comedy. Um, another highly original piece of work. I, I loved it so much. Yeah. Uh, someone sent me a trailer for that. I'm like, I want to see this. Yeah. That was really, really good. Um, there's another one out that I haven't gotten to see yet called Hell or High Water with, I think, Jeff Bridges and Chris Pine. It's from the writer of Sicario. You need to see that. Um, it's playing around, it's coming around town a little, a little bit. I have not gotten to see it yet, but I've heard very, very good things. So, um, check that out if you haven't gotten around to it. Uh, so yeah, I think that's all I've got for indies right now. Oh, Hunt for the Wilder People. I almost forgot I got to see. Um, is that's by the guy, one of the guys from Flight of the Concords, Taika. I can never pronounce his name. He's doing Thor Ragnarok, Taika Waititi or something like that. Taika Ragnarok. Yes. Um, so if I was a director, I would change my name to whatever movie I was working on. <laughs> Call it directed by Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> it's really confusing. Um, and he, I feel like Taika would be the type of person to do that too. That's hilarious. But, um, I think he just directed what we did, what we do in the shadows was one of his recent Yeah, that's another too. one I need to watch. I just found out, like, I didn't find out, but I just actually <laughs> got myself to do it. I pay for HBO and Showtime, mm-hmm. but I don't ever watch them. I'm like, oh, nice. you can get these apps and just watch it on your own time. So that's what I've been doing. All right, HBO Go and Showtime on demand. Yeah, my stuff. my point with bringing the indies is that's what we have now, which mm. means this this category of middle ground movies that I can't think of. They're like thrillers, kind of starring Al Pacino, like right. it's just in the '90s. That's gone. Thirty million dollars yeah. to make this movie, just because we have an actor's name, plot's not that great, or maybe it is, but that's gone. So we have indies and these like generic exactly. blockbusters. I was just having that conversation with a friend of mine um, about how. Yeah, in like the late 90s and early 2000s, yeah. studios would invest, you know, 20, 30 million dollars in these really mid-range mm-hmm. action movies. That's why I can't think of a name. I'm like, it stars Al Pacino or something. Yeah, or like Ben <laughs> Affleck. Yeah. And like, that's kind of what, where he came out and like, um, you know, guys like, uh, who, who else was around? Guy Pierce. Um, I don't know, just like these really kind of mid-range movies that were never really very good, but kind of, I miss that. Yeah. You know, like, cause you're exactly right. It's either a $250 million 
superhero movie or it's like we shot this on our phone little yeah or it's like a little (laughs) you know sundance blockbuster or sundance thing so i don't know and nobody wants to invest it's either the whole pie or nothing at all Mm -hmm. so which is kind of weird i don't know um but yeah um so all those indies we just talked about were really good hunt for the wilder people is kind of like a live action version of up um, I don't want to watch you can, it. Then. If you can kind of, I mean, I, I mean, it's not that like stylized, but it's like no, I love Up, and it's so sad. The first five minutes, but it's like, um, and then the end. You know, an old man and a little kid, and the the kid kind of pisses the old guy off, and then yeah. they end up going through the woods on an adventure, kind of, sort of. <laughs> um, they meet different characters along the way, and it's and Sam Neill is the old guy that hates the kid, so it's so it's kind of like, you know, Doctor Grant two in a way. It's my future. He's guiding, guiding a kid through the woods. Been old since I was seventeen. Old guy that hates kids. Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah, all of those are worth checking out for sure. Um. But yeah. So next thing we wanted to mention, I think we all had the privilege of getting to see the movie "Don't Breathe." We did because you invited us. <laughs> what do you mean? You Where's this like question mark? Sure. We all had the privilege of get, going to see "Don't uh, Breathe." It, we don't. You don't know if it was a privilege. It was a privilege. It was expected. Yeah. So. Well, we got to see it a little bit earlier than everybody else. We did so, a month so earlier. That's, I consider that a long time ago. Um, and so, yeah. So by the time people hear this, the movie will be out. Mm-hmm. And so we've been sitting on thoughts for a little bit of time now. And, uh, I think now's the time to share, gentlemen. Uh, your, your, your gut reactions to the movie. Don't are we breathe. spoiling things or are we just saying a reaction? Well, um, cause there's one thing in it that, I didn't get spoiled, and it was great. That, that totally floored me. Like, oh, this pulled one over. I so I don't want to ruin that for someone if we're gonna. Do yeah, that. I don't know. <laughs> it's in the trailer. It's in the trailer. Yeah, the but trailer? I didn't. I only watched the trailer on my phone for a second. <clears throat> I mean, it is t- it is a little bit tough to avoid spoilers with kind of you know discussing things that happen in this movie because mm-hmm. a lot happens. Um, but. Yeah, so this is a movie, it's a new horror movie coming out that's, uh, directed by Fede Alvarez, who did the remake of Evil Dead. Yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago. Um, this is a far better movie, in my opinion, than the Evil Dead remake was. I never saw the remake, so. I, uh, yeah, the Evil Dead remake. I, I want, I do want to watch it again, just because I haven't seen it since it came out. And, but it's like, you know, you have an image of the original Evil Dead movie in your head. And it's classic, and it's perfect in its own way. Mm-hmm. And then this movie, the the new movie, like it has, it kind of tops the gore. Well, it either matches or tops the the gore, but like it doesn't have a sense of humor at all. Really, the first one kind of had like the first one wasn't intended to have a sense of humor, but it's kind of just cheesy and funny in its own yeah. little way. And then by the time you get to Army of Darkness, it's just a it's full like on romp. Yeah. yeah. Um, this it was just kind of like. It had a couple of, like, funny lines, I guess, but it didn't, like, have an inherent, you know, sense of black humor or, or whatever. So, um, so this movie was the director's chance at a completely kind original. Of doing his own thing, yeah. yeah. Um, so the movie's about three, um, 20 something rob, like, robbers, and they go and they. Vinnies. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they, they, um, are making money by stealing stuff from people's houses and basically exchanging it for cash. Fencing it? Yeah, and, um. Someone did their homework. <laughs> I do a lot of things on my free time. Do you, do you case houses, Frankie? Dan does. I don't call it case housing. 
Casey houses. That's what he does on his paid time. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh man, your job would be perfect for that. Shut up. <laughs> so the these kids are um they get a tip from this guy that they're working with who says that there's a guy living in a house. He's all alone in this decrepit neighborhood in Detroit and he's blind. Yeah. And he's supposedly sitting on a big um legal settlement he got from um, this rich family, the daughter killed his daughter or something like that in a mm-hmm. car accident. Um, so they settled with the old guy. So he's apparently sitting on a ton of cash in the house. Um, mm-hmm. So these kids think, oh, my gosh, we'll make, we'll make this big score and we'll never have to do this again. We'll move away and it'll be great. Perfect setup. The one last score, the big score. Exactly. So they go in to try to rob the blind guy. Turns out. He's cable. That was the wrong yeah. decision. <laughs> yeah. He's the internet's cable. <laughs> everybody wants to. This Stephen actor Lang. Cable, Stephen yeah. Lang plays this blind guy, and oh. he's the one that everybody's pulling for to play yeah. Cable in Deadpool Two. Yeah. Um. He's pretty, not big enough. If you ask me. He's big enough. I think. I think he is. Yeah. I think he'd be a great. Put his cable. head on the rock's body. It's never gonna happen. He's, <laughs> he's big just enough. Do, man. Just get J.K. Simmons to do it. You seen that picture of him? Do you know how much smaller? For, you know how smaller Bucky is to Chris Evans? They can just fake it. You yeah. wouldn't know watching it. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's Jim Halper was going to go out for a captain. Yeah, yes, yeah. all that. Yeah. I mean, we're so off topic. Why do you keep crazy. like going off topic? That's what I do best. He doesn't. He so. derails everything. If you have a point, throw it out the window. Yeah. Unless we're on limited addiction. Yeah. I'm in charge of that show. <laughs> all right. All right. But yeah. Now you got me thinking about John Krasinski doing it. Cause I saw something. <laughs> he was on like Jimmy Kimmel or something the other night. John Krasinski was, and he was saying, yeah. Like Chris I was Hemsworth in, I was in the suit body. and Chris Hemsworth walked by and then I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> He's intimidated by Chris Hemsworth. Um, but yeah, don't breathe. Um, do a little B and E. Yeah, they do some B and E and then they get, they get caught and they end up fighting for their lives against the blind man. Yep. Um, with the twist, a lot of twists. Worthy of M Night Shyamalan. It's a big twist enough that when I'm watching this movie and I wasn't really paying attention to the trailer. I think you, one of you guys. Yeah, t- told me about it. And scene's look, in the trailer. Uh, the scene but, is, in tra- is in question, the, but I uh, I didn't pay attention. I'm like, why am I going to care about these robbers? Why am- the meat of the twist isn't you wouldn't get that from the trailer. Yeah, I mean, I guess the if you really sat down and thought about it, and you knew with uh, the knowledge we just shared of the old guy's background, you maybe put it together. But without that, it's got more than one twist. I think. Like it's got a couple of different like things that True. I thought like I I've seen it actually twice now and I saw it um again um my name's Ben I've seen it twice yeah. so I saw it earlier this week must and be nice it um <laughs> <laughs> shut up um and the audience was just incredible yeah like they were reacting yeah. to everything and so I knew it was coming but I was still like beside myself waiting for people to react to these things I mean and the moment me that you're too. uh thinking of it was really really fun just, we've all been there right been where turkey basting oh what no, no. <laughs> there's a disgusting part that you'll never look at thanksgiving the same <laughs> are we talking so are we talking about that part i don't think we need to go anymore it's vague enough those, yeah, yeah it's vague enough that that's when they see spoiler. this movie they'll come back and be like we yeah. have not all been there <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah true enough um, tomato tomato i thought the movie was great it's very refreshing most horror movies in my opinion now kind of suck uh, yeah. Just say it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was great, especially this, uh, pairing it with Lights Out. It's good. Yeah. Um, and this is like, I'm just so happy that there's like a, like a brutal, nasty, mean mm-hmm. American horror movie yeah. that's going to be playing in theaters nationwide for everyone to see. 
And I'm just, I'm so, so excited that they like kind of broke boundaries and, you know, just in time for rings to come out and ruin it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I saw that trailer last night. That looks so terrible. I was about to mention that too. They're making another rings movie, like a movie based on the ring. Yeah. So I guess it's like, so, a, so it's like a third movie. Yeah. It's the third one. I've only, my awful. only experience with the ring is a scary movie. And I feel like that's all I really need. I feel like I get, concept. I agree. I, 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 I watched, I saw that movie for a scary movie three, right? I get yes. scary movie three. And then, um, I actually watched The Ring later, and I liked the scary movie one better. <laughs> Man, Scary Movie Two is the worst movie ever. I don't. I might have already told the story. When I was a senior in high school, um, I didn't miss a day mostly because I played sports. And they're like, "Oh, most seniors they're like never here. Here's a reward for not." And they, it was mm. a free movie pass. And I had choices. I'm like, I'll see The Ring Two. I watched <laughs> it. I'm like, I should have just skipped school. This right. was not worth. It. Next day, I skipped. <laughs> yeah, I've got one of them. On DVD, I believe. Don't yeah. watch it. And uh, I want to say it's three. I'm not sure, though. And it's one of those when I, like, because I bought it when I was a child. Didn't what? know any better. Whichever scary movie this one is. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's scary and, movie uh, three, yeah. it was terrible. Yeah. And then uh, I watched it later with somebody, and they were like, no, it's actually a really funny movie. You just have to make it, it is fun really, of the It movie. is really funny, yeah. It's the one where they, like, rip on uh, 8 Mile also. Yeah, that's all, yeah. That's Scary Movie 3 for sure. Because I remember thinking that was my favorite of the scary movies. I didn't know they had made any past 30. There's five There's of them. There's five. Right? I, was, so, yeah. I was going down this Wikipedia rabbit hole. Like, what? But now, five? like, like two of the writers from, like, back then went off and did, like, Epic Movie and Meet uh, the Spartans uh, and yeah, Disaster Movie, and they are all absolute trash. Those the are, like, the worst, fast. worst movies I've ever seen. Um, uh, did you see uh, Fifty Shades Blacker? No, I've yet to see that. I'll never. No, I'll Fifty never Shades never, of Black, but, isn't it? Is it whatever? Yeah, something like it's that. The, it's the Wayne Brothers uh, version of Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, yeah, no, I never bothered with. I don't really bother with Wayne's, but I like after oh, a haunted house. Oh. Oh, they don't, they don't bother the, with you. We were in scary movies, so let's try this again. Yeah. all black people. Exactly. Awful. Can I say that? Absolutely awful. Oh, spin show. <laughs> I, don't know, I guess. Um, Nobody can hear my voice. Anymore. Yeah. Um, Man, we were talking about <laughs> don't breathe at one point. People don't are going to hate us. Like, we were talking we're about this. Spoilers. And we ended up talking about John Krasinski. That's what I do best. We're talking about scary movie too. But yeah, um, the bottom line on Don't Breathe is it is an excellent, excellent horror movie, in my That's opinion. Um, I think everybody needs to see it, especially if you're a fan of scary movies. You totally do, not, yeah. do not miss it. Definitely. Yeah, and I mean, if you're someone that's like, oh, well, I don't want to go see them, so give me nightmares, yeah. you'll be fine. Unless mm-hmm. you plan on breaking into somebody's house. Although the next day after seeing that movie, I saw an old buff blind guy with a walking dog, and I peed a little. <laughs> <laughs> next I think, day, I did a B&E. Yeah. I think it's the perfect movie to watch if you're a horror fan and you feel jaded. Yeah. <laughs> It is like if you feel like if you feel like you've seen you've seen everything and you feel like there's nothing that could you know get under your skin or surprise you anymore. I feel like this is a good movie to watch. It may not be. It's I don't think it's entirely perfect. It so it's not an entirely perfect movie, <laughs> but it's it's very it's very good. He's got the derail eye. I do. I keep it to myself. Okay, right. uh, that movie they had some jump scares, but they were earned. I mean, not jump scares, but just like it's a thriller. Jokes. A lot of times, yeah. But one, when we were watching, it's only pertinent to us, but the air conditioner scared me a couple of times because it just randomly came on. 
Like in the theater? Yeah. Or, oh. oh, yeah. I noticed that. And we were right by the speaker. True. I was, yeah, we were, theater we saw it in has like a grand piano for some reason. Yeah. There. And I really wanted Frankie just randomly start being like, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. Go was, see the movie, people. Yeah, he would see breathe. it a second time, like, it's, it's weird they didn't play the they piano didn't put part. The music they in there. They must have cut that part. It. Yeah. Man, that'd be cool if that's, if they ever used to do that, Ben. What? Like, they'd have like somebody actually playing. Yeah. Yeah. In the silent theater. movies. That's the way it used to be. I guess, yeah. Silent. That'd be cool. Let's bring that back. Um, hmm. Seems like a lot of work, and piano player would get bored. Occasionally, uh, like, I don't know if Cincinnati's done it much, but um, sometimes in, like, L.A. and stuff, that, like, Walt Disney Concert Hall or the Hollywood Bowl, they'll do, like, Back to the Future or Star Wars, and they'll show the movie with a live orchestra, and they'll play all the music. It's okay. You guys keep it down. I'm trying to hear the words. Right. <laughs> um, it's John Williams. Right. So, um, yeah, the the last thing I do want to mention about Don't Breathe, since we're kind of sort of the glue that's holding this conversation together in a way. I forget. I don't know. Um, but I, I, I had a thought after seeing it the second time. I was like, I love this movie so much, and I really want to, like, pick up the Blu-ray when it comes out. But then I was like, well, I don't know how well it will hold up without an audience. Because the audience, like, you know how when, like, a new paranormal activity came out and it's, like, they show, like, night vision of the people in the audience yeah. to get other people, like, oh, like, this is actually a scary movie. The theater I saw it with the other night was exactly like that. Oh, I mean, that's, movie. the reason I'm in love with the paranormal activity series is because I saw the first one in a crowded movie theater with arguably teenage girls in front and behind me that got scared by every little thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was this was an entire audience of like people 30 and over like that were pretty much like that. Just kind of, you know, really into 30s. it. And really into it and kind of reacting to just about everything because, well, in Don't Breathe, there's actually something there to react to. Yeah. Um, you know, they keep throwing stuff at you and it's crazy. Um, so I was like, I definitely want to have it in my collection at home someday, but I feel like it won't, the experience won't be as good without the kind of, that kind of opening weekend audience. Um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe it will be good. I'll get to sit there and kind of pick apart the influences a little more and dissect it more, uh, from a cinematic perspective, I guess. Putting on at your home. theater pants. Yes. All I know is I'm going to play it every Thanksgiving. No, Mike, no, you're not. <laughs> There's a movie called Blood Rage that's like a Thanksgiving horror movie. It's set of Thanksgiving and there's like a killer that goes around and kills people at an apartment. Well, there's the one about the killer turkey, too. Yeah, Thanksgiving. That's a classic one. That's the greatest name ever. You ever Speaking see, of you terrible movies, oh boy. Our, uh, our annual Tusk review is coming up. No, we're not. <laughs> not reviewing. We got yoga hoses here. Yeah. That's true. I think he's bringing it on like a touring. Like, Isn't he touring that movie around? He is, but I don't know if we he'll come to Cincy. It. Did we miss it? He went he to wasn't, Louisville. He wasn't Cincy, but yeah. He was in Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. And then this past week was Shot Town. I think that's a great movie. A lot of people hate Yoga Hosers, but it was one of my favorite movies at Sundance. A lot of people hate Tusks, and we've got. I like Kevin Smith. Tus- three Tus- hours. Tusk is fun in its own little we've way. We've dedicated at least three hours on limited addiction to it. <laughs> Wasted way too much of my time. And I love Kevin Smith, and I supported that movie, bought a ticket. I'm like, this isn't for me. I don't want to talk anymore about it. And then Dan's like, we got to review the movie for the show. Yeah. 
true. Was so it, I did. Was it you I was talking to that <laughs> said he, he could he's, Robert Kurtzman? Yeah. <laughs> was it you I was talking to, Frankie, that said he ruined the ending of Moose Jaws? Or was it somebody else? Yeah, someone oh, else. Oh, somebody at Sundance, because I saw the first the first world premiere showing of Yoga Hosers was at Sundance this year, and I saw that one. Mm-hmm. And then I think the following night they showed it again, and somebody else from my group saw it and texted me and said he just ruined the ending of Moose Jaws. <laughs> For everybody, like he told everybody what's going to happen, and I mean that could just be him being. If he makes Kevin moose Smith jaws, and, um, like basically he wants he everybody better. to believe that it's going to be jaws, except with a moose instead of a shark. No, yeah. he's going to try and actually put Jane, Silent Bob to tie the two worlds together in moose jaws. That's the plan. Mm. I don't know if that's the spoiler, but they're going to be in it. Yeah, but um, I have a general idea of what. The ending of Moose Jaws will be huh. based on what this person told me who heard it directly from Kevin Smith. And I don't really want to share it because it could potentially be like an earth We're going to need a bigger truck. Yeah, we're going to need a bigger truck. And then he eats the truck. And it's then... a spirit on Wizard of Oz. Do you want me to tell you? I don't care. Because I feel like you guys will He changes it. stuff all the really time. I don't care. Yeah. If you don't want to I'll probably forget too. Um, well. He wants it to be exclusive. Yeah, I, ah, shoot. I want to know. It's your I, choice if you say it. I will probably forget unless it's like earth shattering. Oh my goodness, that's the greatest ending ever! But I'll, I, I'll tweet it out instantly. I love Kevin Smith, but I don't I think it's going to be earth anymore. Shattering. So, you well, I guess oh, since he right. said it to an audience, so he said it to a bunch of people. Allegedly, what's going to happen is um, the end of Moose Jaws. The moose is going to grow like to be four hundred feet ha- tall. Hmm. That makes sense. And tusk is going to come back. And oh, grow to be 400 feet tall. Yes. And they're, they're going to fight each other. Greatest mm. movie ever. See, you you say and that, gone. and I know Kevin Smith. That sounds too big for him. It does sound It too sounds big too big for him. him. He had this whole other ending for Red State. Too big for Kevin Smith, so he had to do a different one. Yeah. It could I, happen. I highly doubt it's going to be the end of the movie, but and oh, you know what? it sounds freaking awesome. Even, the movie already. Yeah, that <laughs> just makes me want to see it. I don't even care if that happens. Like, awesome. Yeah. This makes me wish I didn't have Tusk autographed. So yeah. that I could buy a trilogy. Set. If you would have told me, like, all right, the end of Moose Jaws, we shoot to this little boy in a hospital in a snow globe. It's all been a dream. No, that would have been mad. But two giant creatures fighting each other. Smith's gonna listen to podcast. That's a really good idea. Yeah, I hope he does. Thanks, Frankie. <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. What else? Um, we talked about rings. We talked about don't breathe. We talked about indies. We talked about uh, movies being made for an international audience. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Talk about upcoming movies, but we're probably running out of time. Yeah, we are just about out of time. Um, Redo Secret Life of Walter Mitty, but as a horror movie. That's it. Too soon. Just came out like two years ago. In the wise words of someone important, do it for cinema. (laughs) 